This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. If you wrap foil around that, just like the little bit of the base part of the banana where the fruit is, wrap foil around that top and they will last longer. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Who needs your bananas to last longer, though? Look, I don't want to go to the store they're, every other day for bananas. They're eight so... cents each. What the hell are you talking about? Going on. You're gonna I, wrap them in foil. They're better when they're just a little green. Yeah. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Too much work. Not that much trouble. Written. Too much work. Says the guy that's got a spreadsheet with three thousand fantasy teams. On WGR Sports Radio five fifty. I am glad this has come up because I bought the organic bananas uh, yesterday. Okay. Yesterday, where seven or eight bananas was like a dollar sixty. Mm-hmm. Putting them at what? Twenty cents each? Yeah. For the organic. Which is always sort of mind blowing when you look at the price of the what? What do you want? And anything. Celery. Broccoli. You, sure. Broccoli. And then you look at the organic and like, whoa, this must be way better yeah. for you and tasting. But the, the as it happened, this banana section was a pretty green. It wasn't really ready to go here, this, most of these bananas. So the organic was where it was at. Like, you know what? I got an extra buck for the organic when it comes to bananas. Absolutely. This time I'll do it. I mean, it's week 18. Right, Sigmund? It's week 18. We can't we can't stop short. Yeah. I, I think the key with bananas is uh, you have to buy them before you want them. I always get yes. tripped up on that. You have to buy them like two or three days before you want one, and I'm not a planner. <laughs> no, right. Well, you should do what Bulldog does and put them in foil or something. I don't know what, what that even means. Just the very tops. Just the top where they're all bunched together. Put foil around that and they last longer. That's yeah, all. that's going the other way, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sigmund Bloom, footballguys.com. Happy New Year, Sigmund. Why is Matt Waldman threatening to buy you a Russell Wilson Steelers jersey? <laughs> well, well, because in some ways, I mean, look, I don't know how the Steelers quarterback situation could be any more of a nightmare than it has been for the last four years. But this version of Russell Wilson, you know, going down the drain with him uh, might be the latest chapter. And he was a big Russell Wilson fan, you know, coming out of NC State in Wisconsin. And he predicted his success. So he enjoys the way that it torments others. As he is he hanging on to hope that Wilson isn't completely washed? Um, you know, I haven't talked to him about Wilson lately, but I think that it was clear from the beginning, uh, you know, working with Cecil Lammy, who covers the Broncos, my co-host, yep. that Sean Payton never trusted him. 
he, he told me week in, week out, he, he's not running the Sean Payton offense. The, you're not seeing the Sean Payton offense because Sean Payton doesn't trust Russell Wilson. So I think we're kind of left where we were at the end of last year where we say how much of it was the treatment and how much of it is just he doesn't have anything left. So with all that said, does he get the Pittsburgh starting job or some other starting job? Does somebody go get him and prop him up after all this? I think so. I mean, look at some of the quarterbacks that have been starting this season. And I think that uh, a, a coordinator can absolutely talk themselves into I, – I know that uh, Cecil put it that Russell Wilson's a chaos quarterback, not a structure quarterback. So I think if you have a coordinator that is willing to have a strong running game and then build that in, and Russell Wilson is at that point in his career. And look, if he was playing knowing that he was going to be released at some point this season, then I think he understands that he's not dictating the terms anymore on the team that he ends up. So I think you could probably find a marriage where he just has to be, I know people don't like this term, but a game manager, (laughs) except when the game script demands that he's something else. Okay, I think then you've answered my next question, which was going to be, who would you rather have in Dynasty right now, Russell Wilson or Joe Flacco? Ooh. I mean, I, it's probably Russell Wilson just because I don't know if Joe Flacco is going to play next year. Mm-hmm. But I do think that if, if we find out that Joe Flacco wants to play next year, depending on where he lands, uh, absolutely the, the answer could flip because – what you've seen with Flacco, maybe it's just that there aren't that many quarterbacks who are comfortable pushing the ball downfield. This is what we've seen the change in Mason Rudolph for the Steelers. And maybe that's one of the things that we need to look for in quarterbacks. Or we need to let quarterbacks incubate on the bench like Jordan Love has until they're ready to, instead of seeing negative possibilities and letting fear rule what they see when they look at the field being bold because you see what Amari Cooper has done with Joe Flacco and even Deshaun Watson wasn't unlocking that did you say that that way about Flacco because you would wonder if he wants to keep playing or does he still need to do something in the playoffs to make him well uh you know same question I just asked you about Russell Wilson like is somebody going to go get Flacco and put him in I would hope so, you know, but yeah. at the same time, I would have hoped that a team would have made an offer to the Ravens for Lamar Jackson last offseason. Mm-hmm. So teams and predicting what the league-wide sentiment is, Joe Flacco was out there for a long time. He courted the Jets, and, and you know, could he have saved the Jets season instead of the Browns season? So I, I do think it comes down to whether he wants to play because he's proven pretty resoundingly that he can still play and he can still bring things to an offense that most quarterbacks in the NFL can't right now. Is that not one of the most shocking things you've seen in your football lifetime, Sigmund? Like, I just still can't get over it. I can't either. This year has, (laughs) what this year has taught me, fellas, is there's nothing too absurd to just dismiss as impossible in the NFL. And, you know, isn't it great in life when you can keep finding sort of new discoveries about, you know, your profession, your area of expertise? And, I mean, I don't know. It, we're on the air, and sometimes you say something, it turns out to be wrong, and it's embarrassing, but I kind of love it when that happens, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you can only predict so much, and you know what, Sigmund? This Bill season is somewhat of a, an example of that. I mean, they were an early Super Bowl favorite sort of team for the third or fourth year in a row, and it was a right. very rough season in stretches, losing to several bad teams. But here they are, through all of it, in a spot where not only can, with a win, they be in a great position in the playoffs, but it feels like most people expect them to win if they get there. 
Yeah, I think that what we've seen, you know, maybe the, the story gods really came to the Bills' aid by forcing them to have to be perfect down the stretch and also reinvent themselves on offense, something I think we've called for for a while to at least try to develop some balance. So if you need it, you know you have it. You flex that muscle a few times. So when they fell to 6-6 six and six and they were looking at having no room for error, well, maybe that's what forced them to unlock the mode inside of themselves that they couldn't unless they absolutely had to, you know, necessity being the mother of invention. And what's invented here, I think, is the mental toughness to not fear the showdowns that are coming as long as they can win tomorrow night or Sunday night. Right. Let's uh, put a, a fantasy spin on a couple of Bills players here, Sigmund. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. – you know, some leagues go week 18, but I don't know. It's I'm glad to not be in one with as many guys that are sitting. And I, I, I don't want to speak for you here, but you're not a week 18 guy, right? No. That's okay. what, the two rules for every league should be no trade vetoes. That's always first. And no, no week 18 uh, Super Bowl. You can have a contest where you still set your lineup for week 18 and there's something for the team that has the best uh, points, but you're like, making the most important part of your league – rely on the most random week of the season. Right. Um, James Cook and Stephon Diggs, Dynasty or next year, however you want to play this, what has Cook, I mean, he's at over 1,000 yards and they're leaning on him. Right. Is where, where might Cook rank for you, if you know, or just how would you describe kind of his value going into next year? Oh, I would be willing to take him in the third round of a draft right now because what we did see when he was used uh, as a downfield receiver, as a receiver, it was not originally why they supposedly took him in the second round. Is what he could add as a receiving running back. They were, you know, looking at Nine Hines. They were trying to get different. Uh, they were trying to get these different running backs in, and finally they got a receiving running back. But he's been a better runner. I think he's been more formidable as a runner than anybody expected, including when he's getting to carry 15, 16, 17, 18 in a game. And I think we all can see not even so much guys from an X's and O's standpoint. But from a, a psychological standpoint, Josh Allen is at his best if he doesn't feel like it's all on him. I think the, the flaws in Josh Allen come out when he's putting too much on his shoulders. So I would hope that in the offseason they would be looking at James Cook being a foundational player in this offense. Interesting. When it comes to Diggs, uh, yeah. he's, he, he's one of many high picks in fantasy drafts back in the fall or even in the winter, last winter, who would have let their owners down here down the stretch because of the lack of production. Is that – what carries more weight heading into the next fantasy season as far as you see it? What he did weeks 10 through 17, or can he still redeem himself here this week and into the playoffs? Like if he smashes here and looks like a stud, is he right back to like wide receiver three or four or five, whatever he was this year? I don't know about wide receiver three or four or five because I think players, ascendant players like Garrett Wilson, let's see if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, Chris Mm -hmm. Olave, Drake London, we'll see who the quarterback is for Atlanta. I'm kind of hoping for it to be Kirk Cousins, maybe also for Arthur Smith to be out there. I think for the wide receivers that are on their way up, like look look at how C.D. Lamb has finished this season. You probably aren't going to take Stephon Diggs over them, but I do think that Mike Evans is a cautionary example here where there, Mike Evans was really disappointing until week 17 last year, and a lot of people gave up on him in addition to the Baker Mayfield factor, and he fell to the sixth round of draft, and I'm sure a lot of teams won their championship, at least in part, because of Mike Evans. So if it's the late second round and Stephon Diggs is still there, assuming we don't hear about any more discord in the mm-hmm. offseason – 
uh, I think that would be a smart pick. That's a great call, Evans. Man, that was one of my regrets this year. And, and there was one point, Sigmund, that I did keep using, but I would almost always pick someone else when it came to that stage of drafts, which was he's got that streak of 1,000-yard yeah. seasons one way or another if he can stay on the field. He's always been very durable. He'll get his 1,000 yards. But it didn't happen that way. It wasn't that they threw him 20 targets in the last game so he could get to 1,000 yards. Like, he just had a great season. Yeah, and I think you mentioned Matt Waldman. You know, in Waldman we trust. He pointed out during the preseason, I think we had all been scarred by Baker Mayfield in fantasy leagues, but he had pointed out that it was actually, he thought it was Chris Godwin that was going to suffer and that Mayfield had showed some acumen throwing the downfield routes that Mike Evans was going to run, and that's what we saw. That's right. Uh, what about Puka Sigmund as well as somebody yeah. that you take Puka over Diggs next year, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that when you look at someone like Puka Nakua, and let's throw Roshi Rice in there too. As you know, these are guys. Roshi Rice looks like uh, rookie year Amon Ross St. Brown, not just in terms of what they're asking him to do, but how he's making them look smart for having him do it. And I think that a lot of people said about Amon Ross St. Brown, well if he had more target competition, then he wouldn't be putting up those numbers, and we see how that has turned out. So I, I think Nakua is showing he can do it with target competition with Cooper Cup out there. And I, you know, I think this was also a year for us to remember, in addition to Joe Flacco, Matthew Stafford, this is the value of that veteran quarterback and the value of a good mind in charge of an offense, which again is why I'm interested to see where Kirk Cousins lands this offseason. With uh, Sigmund Bloom on Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm happy to say I was on the right side of that. I'm thinking of another analyst that you know, Dwayne McFarlane, who would preach, yes, okay, he wasn't a first-round pick, and your point about who else is on the field, the quality of their players on the field, but nobody commands targets at this percentage, at this rate, without being really good. And maybe, maybe that is Rice. It took Kansas City a long time to leave him on the field, but maybe that is Rice. Yeah, I think with St. Brown, another thing to keep in mind as we go into the offseason, that year they basically demoted Anthony Lynn and Ben Johnson, who should be a head coach next year if he wants to be a head coach. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was one of the biggest champions of Ben Johnson, and he had said uh, during those last few games that Ben Johnson actually went to the players and collaborated with the players, and he felt like Johnson was responsible for his breakout. So when they removed the interim tag from Johnson's offensive coordinator role, I, to me that was wheels up, you know, good for takeoff. Back to the Bills here again, Sigmund, with Sigmund Bloom of FootballGuys.com, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog on WGR. Dalton Kincaid has, has, yeah. been a, has been a ride this year, you know? Like, oh, well, rookie tight ends, usually pretty modest results. Then Dawson Knox leaves the lineup, and Kincaid really hits. Knox comes back, and it's maybe about – it's about nothing, actually, in terms right. of production, like at the very beginning of the season. With it being a year coming up where Sam Laporta happened and two or three other interesting rookies, young players, Trey McBride kind of exploding at tight end for Arizona, and the decline, frankly, of Travis Kelsey, uh, and other names, too, in here, of course, too. But where does this all leave Kincaid? I think that he'll be an aspirational pick maybe around tight end eight next year, and we should expect him much more ready for what they're going to ask him to do, and it shouldn't hinge as much on Dawson Knox being on the field or not on the field. And I would hope or expect, uh, if we're looking at it from the Kincaid point of view, that the Bills aren't going to pay Gabe Davis. And Khalil Shakir, as we've talked about on (laughs) your show before, you know he is still showing, hey, he belongs in the future of this offense. 
But I think Kincaid is the guy that can really take up some of the slack that Gabe Davis would leave. And whether Knox is on the field or not, he should be ready to break out. All right. Who is the first tight end off the board in drafts next year? Laporta or Kelsey or Andrews? Who do you like? I think it's got to be Hawkinson. Hawkinson. As long as he doesn't have uh, any kind of lingering issue from this knee uh, injury that knocked him out. Because you can see that no matter the quarterback, whether Justin Jefferson is on the field or not, he's still that foundational player. We wondered whether, again, we, we can get off the trail when we see, well, who else was out there in the second half of the year? Was that why T.J. Hawkinson was getting all those targets? They draft Jordan Addison. Even when Justin Jefferson was healthy, T.J. Hawkinson was probably the most reliable fantasy football tight end this year. Well what done. If they, what if they start over at quarterback, which is probably yeah. where they end up, right? Right. Well, you're right. And I guess we would have to uh, see, like, are they truly starting over? Do they move up for a quarterback? You know, guys, this is a four or five quarterback draft. So I think we could easily see some rookie quarterbacks, maybe not to the C.J. Stroud level as far as revitalizing an offense and, and amplifying the fantasy value of players. But I think we definitely should be open to rookie quarterbacks being able to keep an offense in very good shape for fantasy. Well, Sigmund, our Bills need your uh, Steelers here to lose. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and and the Ravens need the Steelers to – I mean, the Ravens, they don't want the Bills in the playoffs, right? So I think this is a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, would I mean, the Steelers are a little bit interesting with Rudolph, and there's a chance they'll be here next week too. Yeah, and I think that what's, what's exciting from a Steelers fan point of view is the last two weeks we've actually seen all of these acquisitions, Tickens, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren was a bit of a surprise. But now you can see how in the classic boxing uh, metaphor they can go with the body blows in the running game and then go for the knockout punches with George Pickens downfield and have Deontay Johnson there getting open on third and mid uh, and being able to create separation and make some easy throws for Mason Rudolph. And Rudolph has that confidence. And I just wonder if this is one of those things where we need to check back in on some of these quarterbacks that were failures on their rookie contract and see if a few more years in the league has calmed them down to the point that they can be effective. Is there a realistic script here for Rudolph to like be the Steelers' opening day starter next year? Does he need to get them to the playoffs, win a game? Yeah. Like, what is there? Is there something out there that's you know short of winning the Super Bowl? Because like, duh, um, right? Like, what 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 are your what are your thoughts there? Well, as a, a football analyst, I would say at this point the onus is on Kenny Pickett to show why he should be the Steelers' starter over Mason Rudolph unless we see a massive regression by Rudolph, which I don't think we're going to see. So, uh, But I know that Mike Tomlin, if he has an Achilles heel, it's loyalty. And I also know the Steelers are a conservative organization, and they might not be willing three years into a quarterback's rookie contract to say, well, this just didn't work out. But I think if they go to the playoffs with Rudolph, uh, he should be considered the presumptive starter if there's rational coaching. Rational coaching. The, what, <laughs> yeah. what a way to end it. Sig- Sigmund, congrats on Bob Harris. I'm going to make a prediction right now. This is the year you and I meet. Oh, yeah, come on down. I got, I've got to do it. I've got to get to New Orleans. Very good. Thanks, Sigmund, for your time. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. SigmundBloomFootballGuys.com. Bob Harris, a well-known fantasy analyst who just jumped over to uh, that site. All right. Maybe this is the year you and Sigmund meet. 
You and I go to New Orleans for a few days. What do you think? Why would I want to do that? <laughs> it's a great city. <laughs> you know, I would love to meet. I would love to meet Sigmund, and I and I'm I'm just goofing with you. I, I um yeah I don't know. I've <laughs> been taking these same trips through fantasy football, uh, Canton and Las Vegas, the last three years. But I got to mix it up. Is there is there a fantasy convention in New Orleans? Well, if Sigmund wants there to be one, we'll, we'll, there'll be one. I, I don't think so. We'll go and make one. That's <laughs> right. A tent. We'll bring a tent. I mean, maybe we need <laughs> more people that outrank me. But, you know, he and I are hanging out. That's a little bit of a fantasy convention. Right. We'll get Krautwurst down there. You know, your uh, Mike Dempsey's, perhaps. All right. These are all names I know. Oh, Adam Krautwurst. His son, he tweeted a picture of his son, who's about the same age as mine, like maybe... 13, 14 years old, holding up wads of cash from a league he won or finished second in anyway. (laughs) And it was an auction draft. The kid, I've only met the kid once and his dad is very sharp, but he finished second in an auction league. My son, Scott Fish, put together some leagues like father-son leagues Uh and asked me to do that, which I was happy to do. And my son, Julius, played against me. Some were partners and others were set up where it was like separate teams. And my guy just ran over the whole league. <laughs> really? He ran over the league. He had two losses, I guess, but he won three playoff games by a by an average, an average of 80. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know. For all the variance there is in fantasy football, he just never had a close game. It was just all like, oh, it's the finals, and Julius is up by 80 points. Is he just sitting on Joe Flacco all year or something? Like, no, in fact, <laughs> in the in week 15 or 16, I think it was, one of the playoff weeks, he started Tommy DeVito. Oh, my Lord. Who got pulled. Yeah. Whatever week it was where he got pulled. That was, that was Christmas. Okay, yeah. He got like, pulled. It didn't matter. He won by 100. It didn't even, didn't even matter. He had Lamar, Stroud, because he had to put someone in for Stroud. So he went with uh, DeVito there at one time. Anyway, easy game. 803-0550, Football Friday on WGR. We'll look for your calls next. We've got Sal in for the roundtable starting at 5. And then we'll do picks, of course, at uh, 6. Got a little bit closer last week, so that's good for me. Yes, it did. Yep. Time for a break now. We'll be back in a snap. Brought to you by Snapdragon Apples, the official apple of the Buffalo Bills. When I watch Diggs, when I chart his routes and, and just look at, like, is he getting open? Is he getting separation? I don't see a declining player. I don't see a guy that right around age 30 or anything. Yeah, he's 30. I don't see a guy that's declining or falling off from that standpoint. One of our guests yesterday, Matt Harmon, Wide receivers expert, receptionperception.com, saying that about Diggs. I did see a chart today, and I might want to go find it, that showed quarterbacks and their efficiency and how often they throw to open receivers. And the two guys that stand out on the chart are Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes for doing well without having, relatively speaking, open receivers. And, you know, it's always sort of both things right like you could have you you do have digs being keyed on but it's working more this year i would say and the bills have shifted philosophically so again like there'd be different factors going into that but the bottom line recently or for two months almost 
has been that Diggs has not been really productive. And, you know, you might like that to change this week. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You might even need it to change this week. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, like, we'll see. I, I, I um, call her in the first uh, first part of our show today. Uh, mentioned like the defense like no you know the defense has been so good and you know agree um when when he said that i take take this to be utterly meaningless if you want because who knows why certain wires get tripped in your brain but like for me he said that and i thought could I see a scenario where when this all ends, whether it ends Sunday horribly or, you know, sometime in the playoffs, the defense gets exploited and we revert to, well, you know, no Matt Milano, no Tredavious White. Like we're right back to, you know, they, they were depleted. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I, All that said, it, I'm, I'm going a long way and I didn't really need the part about the wire tripping, but this, is a, this has been a talented offense they're going to play on Sunday in Miami. And yes, they have. It, maybe it's been a while since they've looked like themselves. Maybe not unlike the Bills, uh, but there is talent there. Hill, and especially. So I, I think you're going to need, you're going to need stuff on Sunday. I, I just, don't, I don't think you're going to be able to just shut, shut Miami down. Uh, maybe, uh, but it's not. To me, the most likely outcome in this game is like a 35-31 type of game. We talked about this yesterday a little bit. Where you're at on the game, like you could make some money if you're right. But impl- I, you know, the implied total is 25.5 to 23. And you like the over on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yes. The prop bets on the Bills guys are very modest. Uh, that's another sort of connecting piece to just I'm a little bit baffled by the line and some of these numbers. N- n- not baffled, but it doesn't. they don't bode well to me that Diggs over under is 60. And Davis and Kincaid are like 35. And Allen's passing line is 243. They they have won without big passing numbers. We've talked about it this week more than maybe anything else. And I think the expectation there seems to be that the Bills are going to need, they're going to expect the Bills to, to play the same way mm-hmm. that they have, which I do too because they've won and they're, they're this way by design. I, I think they want to beat Miami in a lower scoring game and that maybe they expect to be able to do that or at least hope to be able to do that. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I, I, I certainly don't want to uh, uh, drift into like Joe Ostrowski, Trista Crick territory and, and, and like bring people with me, but I, I am going to uh, before Sunday night go shopping for, 
not not just overs on those totals, but like the the, the alternate totals and you know digs you know one twenty five or something. I, I, that's where I'm going to go. Because, yeah, you know, whatever, I'll put a few few of those things together, maybe uh, Diggs and Davis and Kincaid and Allen, and just throw $10 on it and see what happens. Like that's the, For me, that's that's the fun of the <laughs> the wagering. Because um, I, I think there's, there's a game out there where that could happen. And so I'll take my shot on that. Uh, it probably won't be all I'll do, but it's something I'm definitely been, you know, you can tell by the way I've been talking. I've been thinking about it all week. So I intend to do that. I've not done it yet. I've not even gone and looked uh, to see because I really just that's like a that's a Saturday or Sunday morning with the coffee thing for me. You've never played on underdog, right? No, never. They're pick 'em. I mean, it's just another form of the same game with the prop bets. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like on say Fanduel, the alt line means you can go find a guy like Diggs, maybe or any player sometimes, and just change the line and have them you're really betting on the extreme and it's different you can't do that on underdog but you can get like 2x or 1.5x on uh situations like that like for instance i'm looking i'm looking for it now if kincaid scores a touchdown in the game you would get 2.25x in your bet and it has to be a parlay you you have to pick at least three mm-hmm. players and they can't all be bills so You'd have to mix that up, but you can. Shakir mm-hmm. touchdown would be two two point five x over two and a half receptions one point two five x. What does what what exactly does the two point five x mean? It's two point five. What the what? It's a multiplier. What? Okay. For like, so you're not getting the plus four hundred by that language, say on a Fanduel prop, but you're you're parlaying three or more player props together. Like and that, that, and that, and that gives you juice. Okay, and depending on which ones you pick, like mm-hmm. you would get, you could get a multiplier involved there. So you know, it might be gotcha. worth a look. Um, yeah. Well, uh, an interesting thing happened on social media today that many were talking about and enjoying, and that is Mike McDaniel's leg. So, not since Paulina Poroskova has a society been more triggered by lower <laughs> legs than those of Mike McDaniel. You had the sweatpants rolled up thing on just the one leg, though, right? Well, the picture you posted, I you couldn't see both legs, but I saw him talking to his team at some point. It must, maybe it's a hard knocks highlight or something. I, I don't know where he, he's in the big meeting room and he's walking around up there, and it's the one leg up, one leg down thing. Oh, one, which, one which flat I, down. I, I still, though, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm 58. I don't know the significance of that like, culturally, style-wise, like what exactly that is. I think I do. I, I've seen it, but I don't know what it means. And I think it's a, it's you know, it's a, it's a, it's a daring look for a football coach. If I, I well, I shouldn't say it's daring because I don't know what the hell it means, really. If I may compare him to like my kids, the whole point of the fashion style is to make have it not make sense to us. That is the okay. whole game. Like mm-hmm. my daughter only wears mismatched shoes. One yellow, one blue. Like she, that that. Okay. I think the point is that. And this is commonplace, da- or is this just? In oh, your I house? think I think it's somewhat commonplace. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like what we would never do that, so that's why it's cool. You know, that's why 
sort of gotcha. the kid, kids have right. their independence and their power. Now, <laughs> now Mike McDaniel just turned 40, so I, that might not be an appropriate comparison. Is this, is this some sort of manifestation of that Adam Sandler movie where he has the, the, the kid and he lets the kid dress up in scuba gear to go to school or something? <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> like, whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> do, do what you want. I've only seen one Adam Sandler movie in my life, and I hated it. Oh. I've not Did seen Happy Gilmore. I've not seen uh, what are the other ones. The only one I've ever seen is Fifty First Dates. That was a tough one. With Drew Barrymore, and yeah. I just hated it. At the theater, yeah. on a vacation, I just hated it so much. So I don't I don't dislike him. Yeah, I don't go deep on him, and I'm not even sure. I think this movie was called Big Daddy. Big Daddy, uh, that sounds like th- a movie. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, I liked Fifty, uh, not, not Fifty First, I liked uh, The Wedding Singer kind of a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think that's that's worth it. And, and I mean, well, it's it's out of the genre but the uncut gems was a was a ride that's a that was that was a film okay i heard that was good it was really good if you like being uncomfortable really uncomfortable for almost two hours or however long the movie like it just it's one of those movies it's just like you're cringing almost the whole time is he an agent he's a he's a gambler okay okay uh, I, and it's just, every, it's just, it's, it's really well done. It's okay. really well done, uh, but it's not, it's not feel good. It's not. It, it's 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 tough. It's a tough watch, I would say. But I really liked it. Let's go to Glenn here. Hi, Glenn. Yes. Good afternoon, guys. Hi, Glenn. Uh, how I, how I look at this game? A lot of people have been discussing the offensive side of the ball on both teams, which is right. But what Miami has done the last few weeks against great competition and the number of points in which they have allowed, I don't see this as much of a contest for the Bills. I I think they'll win this game decisively. And how I look at it, too, the Dolphins missing both their edge rushers, and you're lining up Van Ginkle against both our left and right tackle. I don't see that as being much of a problem. And then getting Daquan Jones in the back in the middle, I really think they're going to ring Tua's belt this weekend. So that's my comments. Okay. Thanks, Glenn. All right. Thank you. Yeah, the, the edge rushers being out, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't want to <laughs> – we, we were all hung up, like, last January on the Bengals not having their offensive line. And, like, right. oh, here we go. And, you know, it, it just did not matter at all to the Bills. It did not give them any advantage. Uh, but it, it is a contributing factor in me feeling like they will want to throw it. Um, I mean, they've thrown it successfully on this team when they when they have their top pass rushers. I think without them, you know, we're, we're talking about fractions of seconds, but it can really matter. Um, you know, uh, longer developing stuff, I, I just feel like there's going to be opportunity there to exploit them. It doesn't mean the Bills have to take it, like you're saying, if they're dug in on this, we're going to win this other way thing. Uh, I, I just think the matchup provides opportunity there. They should be able to handle – Miami's pass rush, and you know, and, and unless uh, you know Vic Fangio breaks form, which he could do, you know, we could be watching this game and halfway through, Chris Collinsworth talking about how Fangio never does what he's doing tonight and all that kind of stuff. But if they, if they, they they can't get to Allen, then I think the opportunity for him to pick them apart is is ripe. I expect all those other things. Fangio wrinkles, 
Could be a fantasy name. Could be a future fantasy name. Fangio Wrinkles. There's in my mind. There's very little chance the Bills open it up. Their their goal here is to avoid turnovers, which is also interesting because like Cook has put the ball on the ground for as much as they become a run heavy team with some. Reason for that being Josh Allen's turnover penchant for for picks or whatever. Like Cook has been fumbling too, so I I just uh, we'll see we'll see. Getting connected with our fans brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at northtownkia.com. The, the Bills are interesting to talk about in this game. The Dolphins are more interesting to talk about in this game. Just you know, not from a Buffalo radio station perspective. Just like. What this is for Tua, what this is even for McDaniel, what this is even Jalen Ramsey in a sense, although he's he's won. I mean, this organization has not won in a long time, and this year they got a ton of credit. And if the Bills come from three games back in the division with five left and beat them in their own stadium with their own fans filling the place to end the regular season, man. That is a blow. So it doesn't mean anything toward what will happen in the game. It's just like it's the highest stakes it could be for a team that's already clinched a playoff spot. If that happens, Miami goes to Arrowhead, and you know maybe they win there. And we forget about, from Miami's perspective, what happens in this game. But uh, just so much there for the, uh, for the Dolphins. Sal Capaccio coming by at 5. The roundtable starts then. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. Welcome back. We are almost to week 18, culminating in the Bills and the Dolphins Sunday night from Miami. Big game no matter what happens tomorrow and Sunday afternoon, but just that much bigger if the Bills don't get the help they would need to clinch a playoff spot before kickoff, 8-20 Sunday night on WGR, NBC. See the Lions raised a banner for their NFC North title? I I I saw a photo of a banner and I wa- I didn't know if that it was Photoshop or if that was like they they already did that. Yes, they are, they have already. That seems a little early. It's interesting too, or or just completely unnecessary. A division what, a division it? title, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the Bills don't exactly have, I mean, they had for a long time the championships, the AFC championships on the outside of the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, there's no there's not banners there, are there? <laughs> you don't have to do it. You don't have to, yeah. But it's I interesting guess, that they did it outside of, like, a game. Like they, yeah, they, Well, yeah, or, like, at the, the season opener next year or, or something. Like, I don't know, it just seemed, like, weird to do well, it before right. the playoffs. Right, there are different ways to go about it. You could their home Sunday to Minnesota. They could have a ceremony with the stadium full uh, before the Vikings game, but right. that that would be mocked. Yes, because the playoffs are next week. Mm-hmm. So that would be, you could do it at the playoff game, but that's just as ridiculous. And you do it next year, you know? Okay, great, Can, yay, we won the NFC North, but without winning the NFC Championship or a Super Bowl, then it would seem to like be kind yeah. of an eye roll. Yeah, I, yeah. So they went ahead and did it with no one there. They just hung it up there. Yeah, it is. It's it's odd. It's odd. It is odd. Could you could you have a draft party and do it then? I don't know. Like, I just, yeah, that's that, that's not bad actually. Maybe maybe that like if I if I worked there that might have been my hey yeah why don't we wait till April? 
<laughs> let's just do it. Let's just do it then. But I don't know if the stadium's open for the dry, you know, whatever. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You, you, you could have done it then. Lots of games uh, this week where the topic is really motivation, as maybe Joe and Trista this week brought up. That's sort of the, the puzzle is trying to figure out who's going to sit or are there uh, contract bonuses like DeAndre Hopkins where you think mm-hmm. Puka Nakua going for rookie records that they might become a focal point or just be, be in the game at least and be sort of fed to be able to get their records and their money. That'll make uh, picks tough. I don't like picks at all this week because there just aren't very many games where – you're sort of looking at a straight matchup, and the Bills and the Dolphins, I don't know what I want to do. I mean, I'm not going to pick Miami, but I don't think I want to pick us in, in the I, picks. I love all my picks. Really? you got five games you like that much? All right. Four. Four, four of the five. I will prepare my own, but I, I might just end up going against you that worked, again. That worked well for you last week, that's for sure. I did not have a good week, so you picked a good week to do it. I said I, this was mostly just – whatever but i said how like you know maybe bulldog is off his process not being at work <laughs> but they're really you always say there's no process at all really when it comes no, to picks. The, pro- the process is you know what, what when did i i mean we, we could look i probably texted you before noon i'm guessing uh, with those picks on friday um and that's normally like when i will do it is sometime in the morning so I, I think I did a, about what I usually do, uh, you know, which is sometime between 8 and 10, having my coffee, I go through and figure out what I want to do. So I, I think I I think I did. Now, I might not have been as sharp as I normally would be because I it. was off. So, you know, there were, you know, different things going on day to day while I was not working. So uh, You were not you as know, immersed in football news. That's That's absolutely correct. And, um, you know, I may have had, you know, more beers on a Thursday than I would normally have, which is normally yeah. none on a Thursday. You're not thinking at all about the weekend's games before picks on Friday. Right. Right. All right. Well, today should be better then. Sal Capaccio and the Roundtable next Football Friday on WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.